0: You're listening to PTC Point of View, brought to you by Preferred Trust Company the preferred custodian for all alternative investments. We're here to provide retirement savers like you with the tools you need to succeed. Need a confidence boost when it comes to investing outside of the stock market? Do you want the power to build a tax sheltered nest egg that will last through your golden years? You've come to the right place. Turn up your speakers and turn off cruise control because we're taking you on the alternate route to investing with your IRA.
1: All right. So, welcome Tate. So glad that you are joining us from Turbine. Why don't you just really quickly give us an idea of how you got started in this, who you are, and what investments your company offers.
2: Thank you so much, Carrie. Thanks for having me on. I'm I'm honored to be here. I appreciate you having me. Yeah. So so a little bit of background on myself. I am an airline pilot by trade. That was sort of my first Passion. I'm very fortunate to have grown up in an aviation family, and I actually learned how to fly when I was 11 years old. That that brought me down a path of of aviation, and eventually to uh, you know the career of, of airline pilot. My grandfather actually was an airline pilot. Uh, flew for Hawaiian Airlines from the 1940s through the 1970s. So very strong background in that. But yeah. I I always had a, a passion for real estate. I read Rich Dad Poor Dad when I was in my early teens, and that sort of changed my my outlook on money and finance and financial freedom. And, and so, had I not gone into aviation, I most certainly would have gone into real estate, specifically real estate entrepreneurship and, and investing. And I don't know where that path would have led me, but the, the good news is that I've been able to find success in both. Um, I got hired uh, by my major airline at 23 years old, and shortly thereafter, started buying rental property and started you know building my own portfolio of, of uh, passive income and and learning the real estate business which is uh you know as anybody who has found success as a real estate investor knows it's a it's a yeah. very long and yeah I wouldn't say steep but long learning curve it takes a long time because it's a team sport you have to spend mm-hmm. a lot of years in the business to build a network and um in any case I I grew my own personal portfolio to um uh, a respectable size, and I wanted to continue growing it, so I started attending some real estate conferences, and that's when I discovered syndication investing, passive investing. Mm-hmm. About six, seven years ago, uh, started yeah heavily investing in syndications, and that really changed my strategy. Because as a as a high income W two professional who really loves my job, uh, and I don't necessarily, I am not trying to invest my way out of my day job. I I really enjoy flying. So, but the the strategy of being able to invest with other people, and leverage their knowledge and their time and their resources in order to uh, be alongside them, uh, particularly in a diverse, a more diverse set of asset classes, rather than myself mm-hmm. investing in duplexes, triplexes, small multifamilies, uh, which is all multifamily residential, I could diversify into self storage and industrial and all these different things. And so um, I took a hard left. That's sort of the first part of my story. And I I suppose we could talk about uh, the genesis of Turbine Capital uh, from there.
1: (laughs) Well, the reason you're on today is because you have clients that work with preferred trust. I saw an email last week from one of your clients, um, who now is a mutual client of both of ours, and they're moving more funds into their IRA because they're waiting for your next syndication. They want to be ready when they get the email or however you correspond with your clients um, so that they can jump on it. So it sounds like your investor base has grown to the point where your current investors that you're working with are definitely ready and have an appetite for more that you have to offer. So that that is the best compliment that anybody can give um, as an investor. And and I saw it from my own eyes. <laughs> I well, saw you. the email and I thought, now there's a smart person right there. Get Get yourself in position so that you can take action. Um, but why did you decide to offer the opportunity for your clients to invest uh, through a self-directed IRA?
2: I personally invest in in real estate through a self-directed IRA. I think it's a fantastic vehicle, and you know I I, I think most syndicators today uh, accept funds from from self-directed IRAs, and I think it would be silly not to. I mean, there's uh you would know the number. Carrie, how how many dollars are there in the United States in self-directed retirement accounts?
1: Well, there's twelve trillion at last census. So a few dollars. And that's self-directed. Just that's just self-directed. self-directed IRAs. That's not yeah. all IRAs or all retirement plans. That's thirty-five trillion. Yeah. But a good chunk of that people are looking to take control of and um choose their own destiny, if you will.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. So I think it's, it would be foolish to ignore that, that number. And so I think that most syndicators, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, accommodate them. I can say that working with PTC has been fantastic. We work with uh, a great number of self-directed retirement custodians. And I can tell you the only consistency is that there is no consistency uh, in processes (laughs) and, and, uh, but working with you has always, has always been uh, uh, very seamless. Uh, It's been fantastic.
1: Well, we appreciate that. Because you have a lot of high net worth individuals that are investing with you, do you find that many of them are using a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA? Have they have they gone to the conversion of the backdoor Roth, or what do you see out there? Most
2: are investing through traditional IRAs because our client base uh, is high income W two, and so they can mm-hmm. they can use the. You know the write-off, even though it's only you know six, seven thousand yeah. dollars a year that you put into it, uh, but really because the the conversion hurts. The conversion mm-hmm. is a very high tax bracket. So uh, yes. unless uh, we have clients who are very sophisticated and they can they can get their W-2 down by using real estate professional status and depreciation, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. we don't see many clients doing uh, IRA rollovers.
1: Yeah, or unless there's losses. You know, a, event that happens between the two parties where one loses their job, etc. There's there's typically some sort of event that's occurring before they're doing that. So I I would right. definitely agree with you there. Um, and the vast majority of us have traditional IRAs because Roth IRAs weren't available right. <laughs> uh, when we started. And um, you know, a lot of us a lot of us haven't ventured into it, um, but it definitely is something that is available. So let's talk about turbine. So obviously, you know, you've kind of come into this as you've you you have your career, um, which also happens to be I'm gonna go as far as say as a hobby as well. Like you, you mm-hmm. thoroughly enjoy what you do for a living, which is phenomenal, and you don't want to walk away from that. Um, it obviously is, is a is a good good career. You have a lot of fun doing it. We're glad the friendly skies has you in it, <laughs> nice. but your real estate career is really kind of taking shape beyond just maybe you and your, your immediate family, and you're, you've expanded beyond that into syndication. So give me an idea, Turbine Capital, how long has Turbine Capital been around? What are you guys currently doing? And what have you done in the past? Let's, let's kind of delve into this investment opportunity that I know our clients would be interested in learning more about.
2: Yeah, thanks. So Turbine Capital, I I founded the company uh, coming up on four years ago now. Uh, It really was modeled after physicians. You know, I I was attending a lot of these conferences and and meeting uh, an incredible network of people. And I kept rubbing shoulders with these these doctor groups who had not only education networks for physicians Mm -hmm. that, that educated physicians on how to actively but mostly passively invest in real estate. And then they also have yeah. private equity groups where they would pool physician capital and they would, would invest as a group. And I thought that was a really great concept mm. and something that that uh, should exist in the aviation yeah. community. And it didn't at that time. Mm. And uh, it still really doesn't. Uh, yeah. we're, we're, we are the only private equity group that that specifically caters to airline pilots. So uh, I started my company four years ago. We launched um, in the spring of 2020. And since then, we've uh, done 17 real estate projects. Uh, We've raised about $27 from private investors. We're invested across a billion in assets uh, across the Sunbelt. And we have an incredible advisory board and and investment review committee. What's wonderful about having a, a group like this is that we have a very deep ability to Perform due diligence. So let me give you yeah. an example. If, if it was just me going out and saying, hey, I want to invest $50,000 with sponsor A. And I said, mm-hmm. OK, hey, before I put this $50,000, is it the property, the subject property that we're looking at investing in? Uh, I'd yeah. like all the source documents for your feasibility study. Uh, I'd like to run background checks on all of you. I mean, that would be a mm-hmm. pretty heavy lift and, and yeah. very unlikely that that sponsor would, would uh, make the time for you. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. as a as a group, we have the economies of scale, and we have power in numbers, right? So when we're writing yeah. multiple million dollar checks, we have we have the cooperation of the sponsor. In fact, they're enthusiastic to host us on a site visit. Mm-hmm. So it changes the the dynamic with those relationships, and allows us to build more meaningful relationships with top tier sponsors.
1: Absolutely. Would you say that all of your investment pool are pilots?
2: That's a great question. No. Uh in fact, uh it's skewing that way because that, you know, as we grow, mm-hmm. uh we are catering to the to the aviation, the professional aviator. Uh yeah. however, we have every walk of life. I mean, we have business owners, doctors, attorneys, um real estate agents. Uh, you know, we're certainly not limited to airline pilots, but uh but that's sort of our key demographic and and who we cater to. Uh but anyone who yeah is making between, you know, two and six hundred thousand dollars a year is, is really our mm-hmm. our demographic, right? In in their W-2. And you know, they have the same financial concerns as as we do, uh, yeah. which is high taxes and and uh, you know diversification outside of a stock heavy portfolio. So
1: Yeah. Let's talk about your most recent syndication that you closed out, totally funded. Tell me about it. Where is it? What does it look like? This was an
2: exciting one. So we bought, uh, well, I was one of eight general partners on a 1,285 acre land deal in Colorado. So we bought 1,285 acres, 40 minutes southwest of Colorado Springs in a little town called Canyon City. The, the town is, is growing. There's a lot of resurgence. It's, it's really cool. It's got a great uh, historical downtown. There's a beautiful uh, hotel that's being renovated down there. And they've got a big housing problem. And housing in Canyon City is um, much, much cheaper than it is in Colorado Springs yeah. and in Pueblo, but uh, they have a lack of it. So we were able to buy uh, from a Canadian hedge fund a mostly entitled 1,285-acre parcel for $4 million. And uh, our team is in the process. It's about a, We're expecting about a four- to seven-year hold on this thing. But yeah. uh, finishing horizontal infrastructure uh, and selling... Parcels off to sh- uh, shovel-ready parcels off to developers, and it came with an award-winning golf course. It came with the operation and the land and the oh. and the course. Uh, it's a beautiful course. It's been top-rated by a bunch of magazines, and um, it's kind of a, interesting. A, a fan favorite in the area.
1: So you said four to seven-year.
2: That one's a four Time to seven-year hold. Yeah, seven that's an interesting okay. one because you know, for people who were uh, you know familiar with say multifamily investing, where you're mm-hmm. buying an in-place asset. And there might be, uh, you know, four to seven percent cash flow clip uh, during the hold period from from rents, and then at the end you get a big pop uh, where you sell the asset, you get your initial principal back plus plus the return on sale. Uh, that's kind of what we're all familiar with, right? This was this works much yeah. differently, right? Because there yeah. is no rent, there is no mm-hmm. cash flow. It's uh, you know, yeah. typically an asset,
1: producer.
2: exactly. Uh, so we'll be seeing pops of cash flow come through. Uh, throughout that four to seven-year hold, as pieces are yeah. are uh, sold off,
1: and are you going to develop the the entire acreage, excluding the golf course, of course, of course. So uh, there
2: is a, about six hundred of those acres are are natural uh, recreational open space, uh, so unbuildable, okay. you know, hills, valleys. Uh, a lot of that mm-hmm. land we're actually looking at. Um, gifting back to the department of parks and rec to build some mountain biking trails and things like that beautification projects. yeah uh we're not doing any vertical infra- infrastructure so there may be some follow-on opportunities that uh, that we may run separate offerings for to raise money for say you know a storage development or a multifamily development or, or maybe some some build to rent single-family homes uh we'd like to do some golf cottages but that has nothing to do with the current offering the current offering okay. is just uh buying the land finishing the finishing yep. off the entitlement and selling that off to developers and normally okay. you know we would stay away from a land entitlement deal i mean that's that's if anybody's you know listening to this uh and knows land entitlement it can be very sticky and very risky but um yeah you know we had some insider knowledge uh, we've got
1: that's great
2: the mayor and this and the director of economic development all on board it's already in a in approved um uh, plan development district so a lot, Great. a lot of things were already done on the project that made us feel comfortable with it.
1: Now, lead me down the path of what your next endeavor might look like. And if you can't go there yet, because confidentiality, whatever's going on, I completely understand. If you can't take me forward, I'm going to ask you to take me one step back from the 1200 acres.
2: No, that's, that's fine. I mean, I can do both. So last year, we did five or six opportunities. Uh, we did an industrial ground up industrial warehouse manufacturing facility, we did uh, a mobile home park deal, we did a multifamily deal. So we're, we're quite diversified, I think going forward, yeah. while we don't have, we're we're still in due diligence on about a half a dozen offerings that that we're, we're looking at um, placing capital for. Yeah, to me, I think that the risk-reward profile in multifamily today is one of the most attractive. Uh, Multifamily and mobile home parks. And I'll start with multifamily. Um, As I'm sure you're aware, we've seen valuations decrease by about 30% Mm -hmm. across the board. Mm
1: -hmm. While
2: fundamentals remain really strong, uh, there's a lot of supply coming online in the next year or two, but because of interest rates, it's just impossible to get construction financing right now. So around the time that the deals we buy this year are maturing. Uh, the construction pipeline is going to be very thin. So we think that there is just a, an outsized risk reward profile in multifamily uh, right now. Okay. Mobile home parks, uh, the case is obvious. Uh, you know, yeah. we're, we're in a dire situation of affordable housing mm-hmm. in this country. Every politician yeah. is trying to figure out how to create mm-hmm. more affordable housing, yet, we're bulldozing mobile home parks left and right. Yeah. You know, the, the, yeah. The, the park that we bought last year was owned by a developer who was planning on bulldozing it and putting in multifamily and we only acquired that park because uh with the rising interest rates his his multifamily build fell apart and so yeah. he he decided to just sell sell the park mm-hmm. uh, so they're disappearing it's, it's a, it's a wonderful asset class. If you're not familiar with it, it's a wonderful asset class that allows people who otherwise wouldn't be able to, to afford a starter home, to own their mm-hmm. own home, create equity. Um, it's really a win, win, win for everyone. It's just that nobody wants it in their backyard. And so they're disappearing. yeah. So.
1: What are you doing with the parks? Are you kind of doing a revitalization with them? How are you um, making them work for your portfolio?
2: So to be clear, we are a capital partner. We're a fund. Uh, mm-hmm. And so we create we create win-win-win situations between our sponsors, our operating partners that we work with, our investors, and, and ourselves, because we're able to leverage our economies of scale to get our investors better economics that they, than they would be going direct to sponsors. So I, I preface that okay. by, by saying that, because uh, we're not the ones who are boots on the ground making those improvements. Uh, okay. And we would be spread very thin if, if we were, (laughs) if you were doing that. So we, we partner with people who specialize in that asset class and this is all they do. It's all they've done for decades. Uh, And we're a capital partner to those, those individuals. Uh, But most of the stuff that we go after is value add. So we're doing infill, you know, a lot of the the stuff that we buy is from mom and pop operators who might be operating at 40 to 50% capacity of okay. parks. They've got, they've got pads that just aren't, they don't yeah. have homes on them. And they this need is infusion. Usually, right. Okay. And this is, it's kind of wild to think, okay, why wouldn't they want to put more homes on this park to generate more, more income? Yeah. And really it comes down to just lack of desire. A lot of these are, are older baby boomer generation. They're retired. Mm-hmm. They're making $20,000 a month. And if, you know, they don't need 20, 5000 a month, you know, that would just be yeah. an additional uh, 25% yep. of headaches that they would have to deal with mm-hmm. on a month to month basis. So mm-hmm. it's just enough for them. So mm-hmm. we find that in these value add opportunities in mobile home parks, there are extraordinary, there's an extraordinary amount of value that can be added in a lot of these. Absolutely. Deals. Yeah. yeah.
1: So capital partners. So if I understand correctly, make sure our listeners understand exactly what Turbine does as well. Um, and I'm shortening Turbine Capital. I probably shouldn't do that. It's fine. <laughs> it's it's not my company to shorten up. That's fine. Um, but but Turbine Capital is providing the capital resources in value add opportunities, whether that be industrial, multifamily, land acquisition, mobile home parks. Sounds like you are not a one stop shop. You're looking for the value add opportunities in specific areas of the country, or Are you value-add wherever the value-add is? Give me an idea of location for Turbine. We're
2: we're fairly location agnostic. Uh, We follow population and job Mm -hmm. trends. Uh, You know, you got to have people. It doesn't matter whether it's industrial, mobile home parks, multifamily, self-storage. You have to have people. You know, if you invest Mm -hmm. in in a market that is losing population, I don't care how good your asset is, it's going to be really hard to keep it full. Yeah. Um, So... We follow demo, you know, demographic shifts, mm-hmm. um, uh, as I'm sure you're very familiar with, and a lot of the listeners are, are familiar with.
1: So, mm-hmm. you know, the
2: beautiful thing mm-hmm. about syndication is that you can diversify across yeah. many different asset classes and many different geographies and sort of spread your risk across.
1: Clearly, your diversification is is there for your syndications. Is each syndication separate to each asset that you that, are raising capital for?
2: That's a great question. Yes, it is. So uh, that's a question that we get a lot from newer investors is, you know, okay, so if I put 50 grand in, am I, am I diversified across all these deals? And the answer is no. Uh, we have an investor club. If you, if you jump onto it, you'll get a notification via email when we, when we have a new opportunity that we've greenlit. And it's your prerogative whether you'd like to jump into it or not. Uh, we are not a registered investment advisor. We don't give tax, legal, or investment advice. It's it's your prerogative if you'd like to join us on that opportunity or not. And each deal is is siloed.
1: How do investors get a hold of you? I mean, are you looking for investors? Are you? And I know that sounds like a crazy question, but when you have investor bases, are you looking for more? Um, are you not? Are you a closed syndication? Are you an open syndication? How much are you looking to invest in the next year? In other words, would preferred trust clients have any opportunity to invest with you in 2024?
2: Thank you for asking. Uh, yes, they absolutely would. Uh, we are growing at a, at a really fast clip and we are expanding our, our investor base. Anyone is more than welcome to join our investor club. Uh, as we expand, we are continually getting. You know, Smarter. We're getting better people on our team. Uh, what we do, you know, you asked earlier about uh, when our next syndication will be, and and yeah. uh, we take diligence very very seriously. So we have a, a very thorough investment review process. Grant Cardone's ex CEO uh, does our financial stress testing and underwriting of all of our all of our mm-hmm. deals, and so we take our time to make sure that we're finding really good stuff. That being said, you know. As as mentioned before, you know we don't provide financial advice. We don't say yeah. hey this is. We're not going to say that uh, that our deal doesn't have any risk or that we're we're not going to make any claims uh, as to to any of that stuff, right? But yeah. if it makes it on our platform, it's been thoroughly thoroughly vetted by by a team. So uh, I think a lot of people appreciate that. But yes, you're more than welcome to uh, join our investor club. You can go to turbinecap.com. Uh, click invest with us. You can also reach out to me directly if you'd like to. My email is tate T-A-I-T, at turbinecap.com. We actually launched a podcast last year, myself and Ryan Gibson, uh, who is the CIO of Spartan Investment Group. They're they're one of our storage partners. He has been in the aviation industry as long as me. And Mm -hmm. uh, we teamed up and started a podcast called Passive Income Pilots, sharing financial literacy with the aviation community.
1: All right. Well, I appreciate you joining us today. Um, It's been fun chatting with you, getting to know you, getting to know your business, understanding the syndications that you're doing and why. Um, We truly appreciate you spending the time with us and uh, look forward to a long, uh, prosperous relationship with Turbine Capital and hope that your 2024 is as prosperous as we hope ours is.
2: Thank you. So thank you so good much for joining us.: It's a pleasure working with you and thank you for uh, taking such good care of our clients.
1: We appreciate it. Thank you.
0: Thanks for joining us for another episode of PTC Point of View, where retirement savers meet alternative investments. Know someone who's struggling with a retirement strategy? Tell them about our show. Can't wait for the next episode to learn more? Visit our website at preferredtrustcompany.com or give us a call at 888-990-7892.